Hi everyone, my name's Elle and welcome to my podcast. So I was debating whether or not I should record this episode. Um, basically, as you can obviously see, um, I don't have a introductory podcast episode telling you about my eating disorder story, etc. And it's definitely something that I want to share. Um, don't get me wrong, I think it's important to share things like this. Um, the level of detail definitely depends. Um, and I don't think that it always helps going into the tiny weeny bits. Although I am very open and I am happy to share things, I I don't think um, it always helps people hearing about what other people have been through because a huge part of the eating disorder is that comparative element. And I think it's important to sort of recognise that people have had a story. And I think sometimes um, when you hear about somebody, somebody else's experience, it's sort of helps you to trust in what they're saying a bit more. I know at least that's what I found in my experience. But at the same time, like I said, I don't want to trigger people. Um, So I'm still going to work out how's best to share my story. But, and I'll do that properly in another video. But basically, um, I thought I would use this episode to briefly tell you about me and also to start talking about recovery um, more generally. Um, because I feel like people, some accounts on Instagram who I've been following or keeping up with and I'm like so proud of where they're at in their recovery, but I also think, um, maybe they could do with hearing some things that I have to say based on my own experience. But anyway, um, I'm gonna just get into this. I don't really have a structure, but I thought I don't really care. Like, I'm just gonna get into it doesn't need to be perfect the whole point of this is to help people and to be like a source of hope or motivation um and also just truth um so if I can help anyone in any way then that's great but this is not all about art and super editing I don't really care about that I care about spreading um the message and helping people get out of the awfulness that is an eating disorder and to sort of leave it behind and find a new life um but yeah so basically to tell you a bit about myself um I oh gosh I've struggled with eating or my relationship with food um for about two years prior to 2020 um I had been vegan for a long time being vegan didn't actually have anything to do with my eating issue believe it or not I know for a lot of people it is quite a big thing but I'd been vegan for probably about two two and a half years before thoughts about food and weight even came into my mind so I'm really grateful for that but anyway um yeah so two years prior to 2020 I wouldn't say that I had an eating disorder at that point I would just say that I was quite uh concerned or um fixated on body image and weight and that kind of thing I'd always been the friend that was maybe a bit larger than the others I would never say that I was fat or overweight at all but I just grew up around the kind of people who you would always say oh we'll catch up with you one day uh kind of people if that makes sense aka the super skinny girls that seem to eat cookies and cakes and brownies and fries and all of that yet were just 
stupidly skinny and never seemed to have any issue with weight. Uh, meanwhile, I was that person who perhaps I was more sensitive to food. I don't know. I don't really know how our bodies work, but I do know that I could not eat what they ate and look like they looked. Um, that was just a fact. I was always the one that was slightly bigger. Um, not in a bad way, like I said, but it was something that, you know, I'd come to notice. And so it was always there in my mind. But yeah, so my relationship hadn't been the best. I wouldn't say that I had an eating disorder at that point. I would say it was more, I was just quite um, controlling with things. And, um, you know, I just read and heard all of these things, uh, typical diet culture things. So for example, you shouldn't really eat carbs if you want to lose weight, um, vegetables, eat as many as you want, fruits, be careful because of the sugar, don't eat added sugar, don't eat added oils. So everything became quite pure, if you want to say. Um, maybe it was orthorexia, orthorexic tendencies, I don't really know. Um, I, I'm not very good with the whole eating disorder terminology to be honest but it was um yeah it wasn't the best and I felt quite uneasy about social situations for example if we went out for someone's birthday I would think oh god what's like the lowest calorie thing on the menu that I can eat um however I will say that I didn't avoid social situations I did always go to things even if I did get anxiety over them um which I think is important because some people I know their eating disorder takes takes things quite far and they end up isolating themselves from their friends I would say at that point I did not do that so I'm you know I'm happy that that happened but anyway 2020 rolls around and um so I was in year 13 at the time and just to put things into perspective I had been working towards going to the University of Oxford um I'd been working really really hard for that since I decided that I wanted to apply when I was in like year nine or something like that um it was just something that has always really appealed to me um and yeah I am just that kind of person that likes to have a goal and work towards it so I did well on my GCSEs which sort of gave me more hope and so when I went into my A-levels I was like super driven and really wanted to do what I could do to um you know give myself the best chances and um I was lucky enough to be offered a conditional place um however you know I had to get the grades I had to do my A-levels in order to secure it so I was um working super super hard because that was all that I really had left to achieve this goal um and so you know my life was revision and A-levels and that was just my only focus really um obviously I had the disordered relationship with food on the side but um most importantly it was the A-levels and the revision and doing what I needed to do to get into Oxford um and what happened was in 2020 the pandemic meant that my exams were cancelled so everything that I'd been working towards basically just sort of became useless I guess um and I no longer had that goal to work towards and I know for some people 2020 was great because they needed a break from structure and routine but for me, it was horrendous because I did not know what to do with myself. I, I poured my heart and soul into preparing for these exams and I no longer had that, you know, drive um, or that purpose, I guess, because it was out of my hands. So obviously 
I took things into my own hands and I decided that I was going to make myself a new goal and I don't know how or why but I ended up turning to running I got into running and I just want to say up until this point I was never um my relationship with food and exercise was not a very severe one I would go to the gym once a week because my sick form offered enrichment where we could go to the gym um as one of our I don't know options so that's what I chose and I went for it was probably an hour maybe not even an hour a week and I'd just go on the treadmill on on the incline walk um and then I'd do some like weights with like a six kilogram kettlebell with my friend and that was it really um other than that I did not do much exercise I didn't do much walking at all thinking about it because my sick form um was quite far out of town so my dad would just drive me every day and I'd go into school and then leave and my dad would drive me home so no I probably yeah that was all I did really um an hour a week sometimes not even that um but anyway I got into running and I became very very obsessive about it because obviously I had nothing else to fill my days with so it became this exercise compulsion and at first it was fairly healthful it was like oh I'm gonna run you know three times a week whatever and then it became every other day and then it became like sometimes every day like I couldn't go for a walk without turning into a run because I was it was just so obsessive and so compulsive um and then on top of that you know I was just sort of competing with myself um I had like OCD tendencies um, and it was like, you know, it has to be faster, it has to be further, it has to be better than it was yesterday. Um, and then that started playing with my food. Um, I was very restrictive about when I could eat certain times of the day. Um, I could not have snacks between meals. And I don't want to go into too much detail because, like I said, I don't think that's going to help anybody. But it became just so time consuming and so exhausting. And I was just a shell of a human being, to be honest. And... I don't think COVID helped either because um, it gave me an excuse not to see people. You know, I could say, oh, I'm a bit worried about COVID, so I'm going to pass. When you legally could meet up with people outside, etc. So I pushed my friends away. Um, I just was not doing very well at all. And, um, and then A-level results day rolls around. And luckily I did get into Oxford, but my head teacher noticed how malnourished I was looking and called my parents into the school which I think shocked them because I think as soon as like someone else points it out to your parents that's when you realize that it's an issue and um I said you know I'm gonna recover blah 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 um and I didn't really recover it was half-hearted I just wanted to go to university and my parents not to worry but anyway first term came round and that first term at university was not the best because it was very restrictive in terms of what we could do. Everything was online. You couldn't go out. You couldn't do much socialising because of, you know, social distancing rules, etc. And I came home worse than I'd ever been. And I recovered. And that, literally that point, and up until now, I've not looked back. I've recovered. And I don't think that there's, like, one specific thing that made me recover Um, And I think sometimes people kind of wait for this light bulb moment to hit them, but it doesn't really work like that, or at least for me it did not. I think you just have to throw yourself in. I saw something the other day and it was like, it's either one day or day one. And I thought that was such a good mantra. 
I don't know, um, like, you know, you either say tomorrow or you just get on with it today. And I, yeah, I did that. And the approach that I took was I did not do a meal plan. I can say that <laughs> very easily, very quickly. I did not do a meal plan because for me, I was so regimented with numbers and calories and things like that. And so a meal plan, what I, or the way I felt about a meal plan was that it was still all about calories and numbers and quantities and portions and like this structure that I needed to get beyond. Um, and I think even if the numbers are higher or whatever, you still feel the same way about it and also like when it goes up when the meal plan goes up in calories every few weeks you're just prolonging the pain and the anxiety of seeing things go up and I don't know it just doesn't feel very intuitive or at least it didn't to me the idea really did not appeal so I literally went all in um and if you've seen Stephanie Buttermore um she went all in to restore her metabolism and I'm not I'm not really sure if you'd say she had an eating disorder or if she just had a poor relationship with her body and with food from like bikini competitions and stuff. But it really helped her um, just find peace with food and be able to be satisfied. And anyway, I just tried that. Um, and also I'd listened to this lady who is absolutely amazing. I recommend her a million percent. I will link her YouTube um, in the description of this i'm not sure if i can do that but she's called tabitha farrar and her videos are very you know plain simple to the point there's no dressing things up making things look pretty super editing she just tells you the truth and she literally addresses every single query or question or concern about recovery literally everything it's all on her channel and it's even the things that you don't even want to say out loud or admit to yourself but things that are going through your head she addresses them in her videos and they're quite short some of them are longer where she does like q a videos like live streams and stuff and some of them are really short but they are absolutely amazing and she i listened to her videos literally every single day for probably the first five months of my recovery journey and I feel like she was there with me, helping me through it. So if you've not checked out her videos and you need that like support, please uh, check her out. And I think she also does coaching, but I, if I'm right, um, I think you have to be 21 to work with her, but I'm not entirely sure. So I would give that a look. Um, but no, so ever since then, I just committed to recovery and don't get me wrong, it's been really hard. There have been days when I've been like, I haven't made the right decision going all in because I did see my body change quite quickly. But I know that for me, I knew that my body was going to change. And so I would rather have it all at once than just face the anxiety week after week when things went up and up and up and up rather than just like, bam, here you go kind of thing. And I just, I feel alive again. I can actually smile and feel happy. I can go out with my friends. I honestly, I feel like a completely different person now. And it's just painful to look back sometimes um, and just think about how many things that I was missing out on and also how many other people I made unhappy, including myself. And I just want to say, if any of you are going through this, please like, don't hesitate to reach out because I would love to be there for you and help in any way that I can. Um, so that's my story in a nutshell. I appreciate that that's not really very quick. Uh, very yeah um 
that was quite a long story but um I will do a proper sit down like start to end um journey video with you at some point video podcast I don't know I'm sorry I'm so new to this but um also I'm sorry if you can hear kids in the background I'm currently on my year abroad in Spain and it's so strange so strange like being in a different country and just into this new lifestyle which you know I have recovery to thank for this because I know that if this had been me a couple of years ago my parents just would never in a million years have let me come so you know things are going well and yeah but what I wanted to talk about in this episode was um the reasons that you tell yourself or the things you tell yourself when it comes to eating to encourage you to eat more so I was talking to a girl about this on Instagram the other day but what I found was that at the beginning of my recovery journey when I was like physically malnourished and I know that not everyone that has an eating disorder is physically or like appearance wise malnourished you know eating disorders do not have a look however I'm just talking about my experience and I know that a lot of people will relate to this when you are physically not looking well when you look very underweight and just not good it's very common for people to say oh you know you need to eat more you need to gain weight because you're so malnourished you need to eat more to gain weight because you're not a healthy weight you're underweight you need to eat more because you're too bony blah blah blah. basically the whole thrust of that argument is that you need to eat more because you need to gain weight um and it's all about kind of the appearance thing like you're not greedy you need to eat you need to eat as much as you want because you need to gain weight and yes that is true that is true from a physical point of view you need to restore you know you need to recover all the organs that are dying and and all you know just sort your body out but I like that's what my family told me and I know that they meant it very very well at the beginning of my recovery that you know, I would be like, oh my God, I feel so greedy for eating this, blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, you need to eat, like, based on looking at me, I needed to eat. But then when I did gain weight and I was like physically healthy, but still had this like enormous appetite, because yes, extreme hunger is a thing. I, I was then like, oh, well, crap, like, what's my reason now? I don't have a, a valid reason to eat anymore, which is absolutely not true, by the way. But when you tell yourself and people feed you with these messages like you need to eat more because you're too skinny, you need to eat more because you're malnourished, you need to gain weight, blah, blah, blah. Um, Oh gosh, there's now noise in the background. One second. Someone is cutting a hedge or something outside, but I'm just going to carry on. But yeah, when people are saying all of these things to you um, and you're telling yourself, you know, the reason, the reason, the sole reason why you need to eat more is because you need to gain weight and like that justifies everything there does come a point when you start to kind of feel that there's like a disjunction or a disconnection between your weight and like the physical state of your body and the justification for eating so when I'd like put on a significant amount of weight and I was no longer you know clinically quote-unquote underweight I don't believe in BMI and all that shit anyway but when I got to the point where um you know that that was no longer fitting with my reasons for eating 
I kind of hit a wall and I didn't really know what to what to say to myself from that point going forward. And I think what I realised is that it does not matter what you look like physically, but it actually matters how your body is making you feel when it comes to food. So for example, like I said, I was so hungry still. Like my body was still trying to fix, you know, the issues that it had inside of it. And Tabitha said in one of her videos that, you know, for example, say that you need to eat, I don't know, 2,500 calories every day. And for a year or two years, you're only really eating about 1,500 calories. Then that's 1,000 calories of debt every single day for one or two years. That adds up. And just like a credit card, you know, a credit card bill, you either pay that back immediately. So some people's bodies will just naturally cause them to binge that same day or you will pay it back later on down the line and I think you need to sort of say to yourself just because I look a certain way does not mean that a I'm healed or b everything's fine but actually you need to like think to yourself okay what have I actually done to my body I've put it through this many years of you know stress and all of this crap I need to just not think about how I look and just eat based on what my body is telling me and based on the signals that my body is giving me so for example because I was still so hungry I honored that and I just kept on eating until I no longer had that extreme hunger and believe me you might not think that it's going to go away right now because I know I definitely did not think that. I was like, why am I so hungry 24-7? And why am I eating 24-7? But let me tell you, like, it does go away. Like, it it really does. I remember I woke up one day and it was the strangest feeling. I've never been so happy in my life to have a normal appetite. Um, it was pretty, pretty amazing. Um, and... It, you know, you, you do just have to push through and you have to think, right, I'm doing this not to look a certain way, not because my body's in a certain condition, but because I need to do this. I am still recovering from an eating disorder. And also I am a human being that needs to eat. It doesn't matter if you've got an eating disorder or if you don't have an eating disorder, your body still needs to eat. You know, it needs a certain number of calories just to exist. And then on top of that, if you're worrying about eating, then you're burning calories because of the stress in your brain. If you're studying for an exam, if you're reading a magazine, if you're watching the telly, anything that requires your brain or your retention or your thoughts requires energy. And I think it's very easy for people to think, right, well, if I'm having a rest day, I don't need to eat much. Or if I'm doing a workout, then I need to eat more. But it does not work like that. Um, And... I think you just need to say to yourself, I give myself permission to eat until I'm not hungry anymore. And then when you're not hungry, mentally as well as physically, because when I had extreme hunger, I would physically be absolutely stuffed. But my brain would be like, nah, you're not done yet. And then I would eat more and more. So you do just have to push past that like kind of reasoning that you tell yourself you deserve to eat because you want to eat you deserve to eat because everyone deserves to eat there's no like reason for that do you know what I mean food is food and food is there to be eaten and that is literally as much detail as it needs to be in um but I do understand how it can feel and I really struggled with it because like I said like 
my argument to myself for so long had been you need to eat because you're skinny you you know you're allowed to eat these quote-unquote unhealthy foods because you're so malnourished but then when I wasn't malnourished anymore was I still allowed to eat those unhealthy foods yes of course I was it does not matter and even right now as someone who's in a recovered body I I still eat whatever I want you know there is no good bad whatever food and also when I gained weight in extreme hunger and I was at a healthy weight quote-unquote healthy um I was like oh my god no I can't keep eating because then I'll get obese it does not even matter but just so you know I ate more and more and more and I did put on a significant amount of weight I'm not going to lie about that I'm not going to deny it at all I put on a lot of weight but once I'd put that weight on and just carried on eating my metabolism I'm not even joking was so fast um not to be too TMI but I would literally be going to the toilet like three four times a day um I was never cold I had just so much energy like I was happy I was almost like I don't even know you know um some people who, when they're on antidepressants, they're very hyper and super outgoing. I was like that, but it was just from this new energy that I had. Um, and it was amazing. So, yes, I did gain more weight than perhaps my body would be happy at. But my body regulated itself. And without doing anything, I literally ate the same amount. Maybe a little bit less, actually, when I didn't have the extreme hunger anymore my body just the weight fell it fell off um and I just I probably yeah I don't want to go into numbers but I lost quite a lot of weight and I wasn't even doing anything different I was literally eating just what I wanted I'm trying to think back and I think to me like I wasn't really paying too much attention to it because I was literally just eating what I fancied and when I fancied it rather than going by like what I thought I needed to do um what I thought was you know acceptable for me blah 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 but um no it was um it was interesting just to see how much things changed and I think as well everyone believes that they're going to be that anomaly where it doesn't work for them and that they're going to gain loads and loads and loads of weight and it's not going to come back down and sort itself out and you're going to feel uncomfortable and bloated and you know, hormonal forever. And I promise you that is not true. It's really not true. My face went super puffy to begin with. I lost so much hair. My heart rate was, oh, it was sky high. Um, I was literally sweating every night in the middle of, you know, I would wake up from my sleep just drenched in sweat. Um, and it's not the most pleasant thing, but it does not stay like that for long. Um, and you do just have to keep going. And there were a few times during my all-in journey when I was like, no, I should not have done this. I should have gone on a meal plan. But I kept on going. I did not turn back. Because turning back is probably where you do risk there being issues with your body holding on to things and not just naturally, you know, regulating itself. And, you know, here I am. It did take a while. But I am here now. And I can say that my weight is more stable now than it's ever been and I actually feel like I look the best that I've ever looked and I never thought that someone with an eating disorder like myself would be able to say that I like the way I look when I'm not the skinniest that I've ever been but I promise you this 
the skinniest version of you was definitely not the happiest and definitely not the most self-confident. So, yeah, I would say you, if you could, like, take anything away from this today, I would say, like, just think about what you tell yourself and the reason why you allow yourself to eat because it's very difficult coming out of an eating disorder. Like, I totally get it. You don't allow yourself things for so long. You need an, excu- uh, an excuse that isn't just, oh, you can eat what you want because I think everyone with an eating disorder knows that that's what people always say and they need more than that <laughs> or at least that's what I felt like um and so people were like oh you know you need to eat because you're so skinny which in a way kind of fed the eating disorder sort of felt like oh you know I deserve this because I'm skinny um and then I was like worried that I'd only ever be able to deserve feeling full and satisfied if I was skinny and obviously if you eat more you're going to gain weight because you need to and then you need to change you know you need to change the story you need to change change the narrative but um yeah I would just say really work on your um sort of self inner voice I guess and what you say to yourself and your reasons for eating because um you deserve to eat regardless of your size and you deserve to eat however much you like, whatever you like, regardless of the way that you look. And yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry if I spoke really quickly. I'm sorry if I rambled a bit. I've literally never, ever done anything like this before and I don't have a script. Um, but if this can help you, then I'm so happy. Um, and yeah, I hope to make more episodes and I also want to say I don't have a huge social media following. In fact, I don't even have like a public account. I just have my private account um, for like personal photos and stuff. But I don't feel like I need to have a big account. I feel like um, I have an experience with an eating disorder and that's enough. You know, I actually hate recovery accounts, a lot of them anyway, because I feel like they spread the wrong message. When people put in their bio that they've had, you know, seven hospital admissions and they've been on an ng tube for you know four different occasions it's just not going to help anybody and i think recovery needs to be proactive rather than just like a passive thing that's still about comparison and competition so basically in a nutshell i don't really plan on making an instagram account anytime soon but if you would like to reach out to me i would be happy to talk to you um somewhere somehow I don't know I might link my email address for like eating disorder queries or something like that um because I would really really like to help in any way that I can so yes um thank you very much for listening I hope you managed to stick around until now um and have a great day keep fighting and I promise you will come out this better than you ever thought you could be um you're way stronger than you think and you can do this thank you